0: We're the talking
1: queers.
0: So we have officially made it to July. Well, when this comes out, it'll be, July. it will
1: be July. Um, It'll be July 8th when this comes out. So we'll have already passed July 4th. But as of right now, we're not even close.
0: Yeah. I'm like, yeah. We're not really close right now. But so I wonder what the world's going to be like when this comes out. Like, what is some.
1: I'm hoping well, we... that we have a new definition to the 4th of July by the time this comes out. That's what I'm hoping for.
0: I mean, I think the definition has definitely already changed, or at least how we are feeling about you know the country at the moment exactly you know know what i got in the uh, mail today my
1: black lives matter flag that i bought from the black lives matter website so it's like the official one It's black it has white letters with the two yellow stripes i'm gonna be i'm gonna hang that in front of my house for the fourth of july
0: oh see there we go it is it's changing right before our, our eyes so uh, happy fourth. Um, <laughs> happy fourth. So, um Summer. What what song remind like makes you think of Summer? I knew you were gonna what's, ask your, what's, this. Like, what's like a summer anthem for you. Okay.
1: The song that makes me think of summer the most is the song Tennessee by um, Arrested Development. It's from <laughs> the 90s, of course, right? Ooh. It's like, um, take me to another place. Take me to... Na, na, na. I don't know. It just reminds me of summer. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't even Great. know the words. I just know that at one point towards the end, there's a girl talking about a game of horseshoes and then at the end she goes, a game of horseshoes! <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to it. I love that song. <laughs> I love it. Uh, if anybody knows... Yeah, Tennessee by Arrested Development that's listening to this we We're Sisters
0: Oh you know what, if I, what song makes me think of Summer and it makes me want to like get on rollerblades and Ooh. like skate down like Venice with a boombox is um, Stars Are Blind by Paris ah. Hilton that-
1: <laughs> Sing it, sing a little bit
0: uh, Even though the gods are crazy Even though the stars are bl- that song. Oh cause she's that- rolling around on the beach <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay I have a question a summer question for you okay what's your summer cocktail of
0: choice um uh, my summer cocktail of choice i mean i guess a margarita i, I seem to be drinking this a lot but like um i m- love a pina colada you know you love a pina colada uh no yeah i love a pina colada on the beach Let oh me- like
1: in mykonos
0: Ooh, Ooh yes bitch, you've uh, been there well, I- right I've been, yeah, I've been to Mykonos, uh, twice. I'm fucking pissed. Um, but I never, but I never had, like, a... <laughs>
1: you never had a Lilo yeah. moment?
0: No, we, I wanted to go to Club Lohan, but there just wasn't enough time. <laughs> it uh, sure
1: probably wasn't there when you went. It was probably just it, a it fucking tumbleweed of sea kelp just rolling across the
0: <laughs> beach. <laughs> and just, like, a red wing, <laughs> Just, like... <laughs> and a the cart of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's all that was left of her. <laughs> that was all that was left of, of, Lindsay. Fucking red
1: extensions and a fucking empty pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Virginia Slims <laughs> girl. You look cute. You look very summery. Do I? You, you look like you. a banshee boy. Banshee boy realness. Oh, yeah. Taking his little brother to school so he can shoot hoops later. Um, well, wait a minute. You didn't ask me what kind of summer cocktail I like.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, bitch. What the hell do you want? Well, like?
1: I was going to take it just for you. A mm-hmm. shot of tequila.
0: Yeah. Chased
1: by a sh- two shots of tequila and squirt.
0: Oh, damn. You're going in. Bitch, it's All
1: Wednesday. Right. It's basically the weekend.
0: Yes. By the way, I'm Jake. We got to wait. We got to wait. Tick, tock, tick.
1: Talk. My bad. I was taking my shot.
0: And I'm Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> and, we are, and we are Fear the Talking Queers. Wank. So we are uh, going to be talking about one of our favorite films. I mean, hold on. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> uh, a film that I feel like we do love. Uh, probably not a favorite, but uh, nah. summertime classic that takes place around July 4th. It is. I know what you did last summer. Dun 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 dun. From the creators of Scream. <laughs> Don't say that. Apparently, you will which get apparently sued. Is, which apparently is not the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but they tried it. They, they sure they, did. When this movie came out, they said, "We're gonna slap that on onto the advertising." And so, and, and
1: Miramax said. I don't fucking think so absolutely
0: not they said no bitch we do not want our name on this we'll get into it and uh, (laughs) so um, let me give you a little rundown of what I know what you did last summer is all about yes I Know What You Did Last Summer was released on October 17th, 1997. Our story begins with four teens in the coastal fishing town of Southport, North Carolina. Julie James, our mousy pale heroine, played by (laughs) Plumia Fives' Jennifer Love Hewitt, watches her breasts... Her breast friend. (laughs) Watches her breasts? That's all I was looking at. I'm sorry, Jennifer Love (laughs) Hewitt. All right. Julie James, our mousy, pale heroine, played by Party of Fives Jennifer Love Hewitt, watches her best friend, local beauty pageant contestant, and aspiring soap opera actress, Helen Shivers, played by Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sarah Michelle Gellar, win the title of Croaker Queen. As it is Fourth of July weekend, the girls and their respective boyfriends decide to head to a secluded beach to celebrate Helen's victory. Hot-headed Jock Barry is played by Cruel Intentions' Ryan Phillippe, and Ray is played by She's All That's Heartthrob, Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, Ray is the son of a local fisherman who doesn't possess the same affluent background as his friends, including his girlfriend Julie. After the the drunken nightcap on the beach discussing their dreams of the future, the group find themselves in dire trouble when they commit a hit-and-run of a pedestrian crossing the street. In order to protect their bright futures, the friends make a decision to dump the body in a local lake and swear to never speak of the events of that night. Fast forward a year, Julie returns to Southport for the first time since graduating high school and experiencing the immense guilt she feels for the crime her and her friends committed. Uh, as Julie collects her mail, she finds a letter with no postmark, with a note enclosed saying, "I know what you did last summer." Dun dun dun. Ah. Uh, Julie, uh, needing to warn her friends that someone may know their secret, must now bring the group back together after they've all lost contact with each other over the last year. Uh, The group at first writes off the note as incidental until a series of events start taking place that alert them that there is actually a serial killer holding a large metal hook that is out to seek revenge on them for leaving him for dead. Julie and her gang dig, uh, dig up info that a body was recovered shortly after they dumped their body. The body being identified as local young fisherman uh, named David Egan, and uh, it was ruled as a suicide, probably due to the sorrow of a car wreck a year earlier that took the life of his wife, Susie Willis. Um, after Barry and Helen fall victim to the fisherman's hook, Julie learns the identity of the killer fisherman is actually Ben Willis, the father of Susie Willis, the late wife of David Egan. The night of the hit and run, Ben Willis exacts revenge on David Egan by drowning him in the lake. As he was leaving the scene of his crime, he's hit by our four leads. As he was not fully dead when his body was dumped, he is out for revenge on the teens who hit him. In an epic finale on the fishing boat, Billy Blue, Julian Ray defeat Ben Willis, severing his hand and throwing him into the lake. But nobody was ever recovered. Um, Notable characters and kills include uh, a young Johnny Galecki of the Big Bang Theory as local sniveling creep who gets a hook to the face, uh, presumably for... Witnessing uh, the crime uh, Bridget Wilson Sampras As Helen's domineering and fucking Rude ass sister Elsa <laughs> Who was slain by the fishermen in order to get Helen and Anne Haish Giving full Texas Chainsaw Massacre Hillbilly Missy um, She plays the sister of David Egan Named yeah Missy So um, that's our rundown of I Know he Did Last yes. Summer
1: uh, Andre thought, it, thought he- Anne Heche was the woman from Texas Chainsaw the one Henrietta oh the one yeah, with the baby
0: <laughs> yes, literally, we're like, oh my god, that's her. They're like, we're like, wow, we're like maybe when um Texas Chainsaw Massacre was being filmed, they're like, just watch Anne Hays's performance. <laughs> and I know you did last summer, Andre. That's all the when Anne Hays comes unique. out
1: of, at, of the shed with a knife towards Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh. um Andre goes, she's mine. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, so, okay, what do you think of this movie? Do you like it?
1: I do like it. I appreciate it for what what it it is, right? Okay, so what it is to me is a follow-up, Kevin Williamson's follow-up to Scream. It's also, you know, another movie that fell into the vein of Scream. So, you know, the resurgence of the slasher genre that Scream set the year prior to this movie coming out. Um, Right. But it really, extremely pales in comparison
0: i mean i think that the the biggest difference i noticed right off the bat from i know you did last summer and scream is just the tone Mm -hmm. um you know there's there's a lot of levity and like comedy in scream yes and i think this this one definitely takes itself a little more seriously totally and i'm I'm like i guess to a fault i mean because it um it moves on to being just sort of ridiculous and there wasn't really, like, a setup that this world is ridiculous. Right.
1: They do try to do some referential things in there, like, as Scream did prior, um, where they uh, talk... Well, first of oh, all, yeah. they, the, the beach that they're on is called Dawson's Beach.
0: <laughs> right, and Kevin... Yes, which is an obvious reference to <laughs> Dawson's Beach. <Creek. laughs> right. Yeah, but they, they sort of try to, like a bit of like a meta moment, but when they're talking about like urban legends randomly in the beginning of the film, like they're like setting it up of like, they are on the beach and they're sort of exchanging this urban legend, ghost story, not ghost story, but like urban legend about a a killer with a hook. And, and, um, they, they do
1: reference urban legends throughout the film also. And I'm like, why do they? Yeah. There's another part where they go. I mean, uh, you're being chased by a man with a hook. Isn't that only in like urban legends or something? Oh, see that later yeah. on. I'm like, why do they keep talking about urban legends?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of, yeah. It sort of is like a motif that they're trying to use. That really doesn't, really doesn't contribute to it the doesn't fit to them. No, it, it doesn't fit. I mean, and they don't really explore that. It's not like, well Jim, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not like the character is like, I'm basing my, my character and my motive off of this right. urban legend. That's like, a It different never comes movie. back into play. Yeah, yes, exactly. Um,
1: Jim Gillespie, the director of I Know What You Did Last Summer, his goal was to create a morality tale, not a horror movie, which is not what the studio right. wanted. They were like, no, we wanted a Scream movie for Sony, basically. Scream for Sony. And uh, that's not what he was trying to make, and they ordered him to add more blood, which is why we get so much so m- minimal compared to Scream. Scream was like this gutty fleshy horror film and i know what you did last summer is like
0: some blood maybe here or there right right well i mean i think that comes from the fact that i know what you did last summer is based on a novel mm. it's based on a book it's based on a book and like the book from what i know i haven't read it but, i did um, i remember i remember really wanting to i remember looking for yeah. it at my like local bookstore and it was never there it was at my middle school isn't that crazy really? Yeah, but it wasn't. But it wasn't like a slasher. It was more of like a teen drama. Oh, it was like a Nancy
1: Drew book.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, I'm sure when the script was originally written, because this script was actually written before Scream, but uh, nobody mm-hmm. was nobody was sort of buying it. You know, nobody wanted that yet. But once, of course, the Scream craze happened, um, the studio decided to go. They're so like, Hey, the look, media. it's the same writer. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, well, that's my, Let's. Yeah. Let's. Fine. We'll produce this. You know, however, you have to make it in the vein of Scream, and so I mean, they so they did their best, and I do, th- and I well, do they rushed it too. Like they this... like,
1: they rushed it yeah. into production. They finished it in six and a half months, and I think they did that because they knew that Scream Two was already in the works to be coming out in December. Because this movie came out, I believe, in October, right. of the year Scream Two came out.
0: Right, and so yeah, they were just trying to they're trying to jump on that, and um, I think for probably for like slasher fans it's probably one that we I, I would say i do really i do like i do love it and, you know i think the cast is great and everything but it's not like it isn't it's not stellar it hit, right it, it doesn't hit the same way well, i was, um, I was, I I was reading it. a lot
1: of articles on it and they say that it's a staple of 90s horror movies slasher movies and that it's I like think, it a is. fan favorite and i'm like really i'm like i don't know
0: i think i think it is because people go people always do this like um oh and you're like talking about horror films so like yeah i really love scream and and uh, yeah i really love like sort of like 90s slashers everybody else everybody always goes oh yeah or like you know like i know what you did last summer and you know so okay. it's almost like it's always the follow-up to what you talk about when you talk about like scream or like what other movies do i like that are also like that oh yeah it's always i know what you did last right. summer
1: i you know what to be honest i was thinking about this i was like you know the scenes that are in the movie... Because I haven't watched this movie that many times. I've probably... The last... I watched it last night, and I think that was about maybe the fourth time I've seen it from beginning to end. And... What? Yes. And um, I... For me, I've watched Scary Movie a hundred times. So, so many scenes from this movie that are in Scary Movie <laughs> is more so where I'm like, Scary Movie made this movie iconic for me because this movie is not iconic for me. And it's not right. a staple. I- and even like, uh, again, Andre, who's seen Scary Movie a thousand times, he was like, you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt is in the middle of the road.
0: What are you waiting for? And he's all, fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, no, I think Scary Movie did have a huge part in... Um, but I think that it probably speaks volumes to the fact that I know what you did last. Su- I know what you did last summer is like the other movie and scary movie that is mostly right. spoofed. Right. The whole backstory. So, I mean, I, I mean, I guess it did. And you know, it, it had an incredibly like I, like I like, got like cast of like really popular teen mm-hmm. actors at the time. Like, so I don't know. I think it, it probably, ha- maybe it has a little more cultural significance than we think. We just always sort of like blaze over it. Yes. Yeah, so we was sort of like put it as runner up. Right. Um, which and in, Can know. I just say,
1: this is. This and its sequel are probably have the best looking casts in a slasher film.
0: Oh, yeah, they're gorgeous. And, uh,
1: they're gorgeous. Sarah Michelle Geller, beautiful. Jennifer Love Hewitt, beautiful. Oh. Freddie Prince Jr., oh. so cute. Ryan Phillippe, they, so sexy.
0: Oh, my gosh. my One of the things that I was like laughing so much, like watching this last night, I was like, they tried so hard to, like, ugly up Jennifer Love Hewitt. With those bangs. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, we're gonna give her the flattest hair, and we're gonna give her... The darkest makeup around her eyes. Yeah, yeah, yes, dark circles, and we're gonna make her pale. However, we're also gonna put her in this top with a plunging neckline to make sure we really highlight her asses. Yeah. (laughs) Because you know, we can make her like face even, look
1: bookish, but there's nothing we can do about those juicy boobs. <laughs> yes,
0: literally. It's like, it's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Like, here's a conservative, like, cardigan, but it's also going to be completely open. And, all, you know, her <laughs> and she has her midriff showing. It's yeah. like, okay. I'm
1: like, wow, yeah, she's really a shy girl.
0: Yeah, she's really shy. Yeah. You know, honest, honestly, Sarah Michelle Geller seems more covered up than she is. <laughs> Which I don't Sarah care either. Sarah way, Michelle you know? Geller oh has,
1: first of all, the most banging outfits in this movie.
0: Oh, oh my gosh, those, sh- those cut off shorts. The green tank top. With that, the tank top. Oh, oh my gosh, her iconic arm cuff. Oh. You know, you know t- yeah. <laughs> we, we were dying. We're like, oh my God. We're like, wow, she's giving. She's giving some fashion. Okay, she said arm cut. You
1: know what I truly appreciate about Sarah Michelle Geller being in this movie is that she brought so much life into Helen. Like, you really sympathize with Helen. Like, I... The, Helen's my favorite character in this movie. Um, oh, Because she, she's yeah, so yeah, fleshed I, I, out that out of the four main characters, she, to me, is the main character. She's... I de- I haven't. I didn't count, but I wanted to. I looked it up and I couldn't find it. But I looked up. Does Sarah Michelle Gellar have more screen time than Jennifer Love Hewitt? And I know what you did last summer, because she. The whole movie is about
0: her. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, she. She is. They like paint her early on as she's definitely going to be a victim, uh, you know. So they. But I think what this movie does is that it focuses a lot of their time, like really making her. Fleshed out. Um, Fleshed out and sympathetic from the beginning so that when her her chase scene comes along, you are invested in her survival. Yeah. But also,
1: I love her story of being this beautiful girl the most beautiful girl in the town she's miss you know kroger queen and <laughs> and, yeah. and she's you know adored and admired by all she seems very popular you know jennifer love hewitt is kind of like the shy friend and she's like the you know this mm-hmm. main girl and then she goes to new york to become a soap opera star but then when jennifer love hewitt is looking for her like where is she she's over there in the fragrance department of her dad's store which by the way what kind of store is that
0: Oh, my God. I was like, this is the worst store I've ever I'm seen. You can what get fishing hooks selling?
1: And fucking fragrance.
0: Perfume. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what
1: the fuck? Freddie anyway. Prince Jr. almost didn't get his part. Did you read about that?
0: Uh, no, The but director wanted him, explaining. I believe,
1: but the producers said he was too soft, <laughs> which I totally get, because he's very soft-looking. I, mean, looking. Uh, um, I right, think they wanted somebody more Billy you? Loomis, uh, which is not...
0: Freddie Prince Jr. Right. Right. Be, right. Because like I, for a portion of the movie, they sort of set it up that he could potentially be the killer right. because he's different than them. He, he's poor. He comes from a, yeah, he's poor. He comes from a different side of the tracks or whatever. And like he has, yeah, he never fit in with them completely because he didn't have what they had. So they, they like try to like build it up that he is, he's the killer. And at one point, I love how they made
1: have he, to make him poor to be a red herring.
0: Right. Right, exactly, and you know, so I get, I get that that they're like, okay, he doesn't really bring a sense of like well, that guy can never, yeah, he know, can never kill anybody, be, be a killer. So I guess he's so sweet. I guess he got like, turned okay. down, but
1: got another audition and cut his hair and like worked out a little bit, and so that's what. Ooh. And then the producers were like, okay maybe and so the director was like okay that means yes (laughs) and this cast could have been very different Melissa Joan Hart again she was up for a role in Scream and now she was up for a role and I know we did up for everything and I'm like first of all I don't even remember her for movies so why was she getting so many movie offers
0: you ever see Drive Me Crazy
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've watched a music video a hundred (laughs) times it's crazy uh huh uh, so, Melissa Joan Hart, she was offered a role in Scream, and then she was offered a role in I Idea What You Did Last Summer, and she turned it down. You know what her reasoning was? Lord. This movie is just a ripoff of Scream. Um, uh, which you also uh. weren't casting, girl. So, who are you trying? Sabrina.
0: Yeah, Sabrina. Um,
1: Reese Weatherspoon also auditioned for a role in this movie. Again, she was up for the role of Sydney. Then she who? was up for the. She
0: needs to...
1: <laughs> I don't know if she was up for the, to the role give it of up. Ellen or Julie. <laughs> i kind of feel like i would have loved her as julie just given her work in fear oh
0: yeah i mean fear yeah i feel like it was all leading up to her probably like this is the one you were meant for yeah which is a
1: a better film than not scream but i know he did last summer um she didn't get the or she turned down the role and but then the director went to her and said do you well do you know any hot young actors that like would be perfect and she was like yeah my boyfriend ryan Philippi and that's how, that's how he got his role and then that led to the role he, he and Sarah Michelle Gellar both got their roles in Cruel Intentions because of a producer from I Know What You Did Last Summer
0: uh, see it's like once you get that ball rolling that momentum going you're set yeah. you know it's just about getting your big break
1: and I love them in Cruel Intentions Cruel Intentions is a oh. by far superior film to I Know What You
0: Did then, Last Summer to, to, the, to many teen films from the 90s on the poster they had that tagline from the creator of
1: Scream and Miramax was like no first of all he is one of the creators of Scream but you don't have the creator of Scream but at the end of the day the writer is the one that conceived the idea so technically he is the creator of Scream just wanted to throw that out there writers deserve more credit than what they get
0: that's right hell yeah Um, so we love okay so what do you think of this like story this like the motive behind Ben Willis and, and like this whole like Sort of complicated um, scenario Ew. where he—it's like all revenge and then just coincidence—and it's then. so
1: convoluted because I feel like to a younger mind, like like I picture myself at twenty-one trying to watch this movie, and I'm like, the, the, it's almost like a, a movie for young adults, kind of like Happy Death Day in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like a PG-13 type slasher mm-hmm. movie, and so to have right. such a convoluted, twisty plot. I'm like, who is this movie for? Because that would go over a young person's head,
0: right? I mean, it's very yeah. Like, I think it does. I think because it probably did come from a book and all this, so they're, they're already what like it was like a mystery book. So I think they really do. They really do the book is keep that keep. They yeah, of course it is like, but they try to keep that element of like a mystery where you, like you are trying to follow clues and there's a lot of red herrings, in um, like people who, who. Like, they try to, like, frame as the killers, but in the end of the day, it, 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 like, comes out to be somebody that they didn't even know. That they know. didn't know, like, that
1: they don't even care about. He's an awful man. Come to find out in the sequel, he's awful, worse than we thought he was. And it's like, oh yeah. my god. Well, you know, also, in the book, the kids, Julie, Helen, Barry, and Ray, they run over a boy, a little boy on a bike, which to me is more tragic. And yeah, um, the killer ends up being the the bro- the older brother of the boy. Which I thought would have probably worked better in this movie, because this boy could have gone to school with them. It could have been more interesting, right? And then Max, there's more,
0: something. there's yeah, there's more of a possibility that it's somebody that they knew instead of some random old man. To, yeah, just yeah, like who like, is exacting revenge on his own plot, and then now has to just because. Just because he is a psycho, just because he is a killer who has killed before, now that he's been run over, now he must continue. He must continue killing. You know I'm gonna kill them too. What- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, it's like a fine. It's not the most impressive reveal. No,
1: I think it, a, lot, a um, lot has to do with that rushed production. Like, they weren't really able to iron out those things. They even said that at the end they had to do like a reshoot of her taking off her sweater to reveal the, the shirt underneath because there's an editing there's a problem with the editing and they were like oh she's wearing a sweater and then in the next part she's wearing a tank top when they're on the boat I'm like how did you guys miss that oh
0: uh, yeah there's some, I'm sure we're talking about agree. coming from
1: Scream which paid attention to the continuity of the blood splatter on the clothes Do I know what you did last summer who didn't even realize that Jennifer Love Hewitt was wearing a tank top after they dressed her the day before <laughs> in a sweater like come on oh my god
0: um one thing I thought was interesting when I was like reading about the film was that like they I think they added they added the death of Max later supposedly yeah because they
1: wanted more the producers wanted more blood they wanted it to be more screened. right they wanted
0: more blood but then but then I I just kind of got me thinking I'm like okay so like what who and they're like yeah and like the character of Max was originally supposed to live and I'm like okay well she has that scene where she opens up the trunk and Max's dead body's in there covered in crabs right. and. And I'm like, wait a minute. So, did they also have to have Shoot to that create that moment? And then... Because that is, like, the... That's, like, Julie's thing. Like, her, yeah. like, you know, clue from What, could, what, it, from could, ben what Willis. it could have
1: been... Maybe he wasn't supposed to... Maybe they had just a different death. Because most of the deaths are off screen. His is the only... He has the coolest yeah. death in the movie. Because his is so blunt like you see the hook going into his jaw and getting pulled across the table whereas everybody else's death is off screen barry who's an asshole the whole movie we don't even get justice seeing him die at the hands of the psycho killer it's like he's just gets killed off screen sort of and you just see some blood dripping later helen same thing like that is that is a great
0: moment though When they go back and forth to
1: the stage and Barry. oh my gosh
0: that is yeah, yeah. like it, and it's, it is it is funny but I do think it's a good moment like where you know she's on stage and she's like having this like hysterical moment and people like are like are more concerned like what is wrong with her as opposed to listening to what she's yeah. saying and they're sort of like oh she's just a hysterical woman like right. let's, calm her down you know what is calm her like I mean I guess like if you don't expect that somebody's actually getting murdered behind you <laughs> but I just think not a single person cared to turn around or like I don't know, but I do think that's a good moment. It is. um, I love what they do, of course, in Scary Movie. Right. (laughs) That scene is so funny. And then she wins. (laughs) Yes. They think that she's doing a dramatic monologue (laughs) because she literally says, I'm going to do a dramatic monologue. I'm going
1: to do a dramatic reading. dramatic reading, yeah.
0: (laughs) And then she, they think that she's acting, and they're like applauding her. Like that's it's hilarious. It's so good. But um, also
1: Elsa's um, uh, Elsa would died, but they reshot it because they wanted to. Her, they wanted to see her throat being slashed, and the director was like, "I'm not doing that. That's not what I'm here for. I'm going to throw some blood on the window, and you're just going to have to be happy with that." And they approved it.
0: Yeah, the part wasn't even her that hit the <laughs> <laughs> <it> hit the. <laughs> They're like, we have to do this later. They're like, hey, you put yeah. this wig on, just you go to the
1: costume designer, put that costume back on.
0: Yeah, she's like, she's it's like, a oh, man in a wig, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um, so okay, so then we have to talk now. now about like, do you consider Helen Shivers chasing like the best of any chasing? Absolutely. Scene?
1: Nothing chops oh, the yeah. scene. It's so long. We have, she goes through so many different settings. It starts in a police car and then it goes across town. Uh, then it goes into the store and then pretty soon it's in like, what, an attic or where are they? Or no.
0: Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like in the, like the she attic she jumps of the out, department out of a window store, and she goes through
1: this alley maze. Runs,
0: like she, like you are rooting for her so hard. Like you. And it's her <laughs> fault that she dies still like, because she turns around course she she pulls the ultimate the ultimate mistake the one rule she randy didn't say is don't
1: look behind you
0: so we see her she like hurls herself out of like the second story window into a pile of garbage <laughs> <and she like laughs> is hobbling down the you know the alley and she's like almost to the parade the fourth of july parade is going on and you're like yes we've seen you fight for your fucking and life, she hears the bitch, noise behind man. her as she
1: turns around
0: how? How did she even hear a noise behind her? There's a marching band in front of her, but for some reason she's like, gotta turn around and somehow, I don't know how Ben Willis does it. Like, Ben Willis just appears right okay, behind her. Okay, that's an
1: issue that I have with this movie. Why is he a regular man that they cannot, for some reason, take down?
0: Well, also he has I the most impeccable and fastest cleaning skills uh,
1: ever. That body, when it disappears from that trunk, I was like...
0: Oh my. And with all those crap Between this
1: movie and the sequel, I literally think that Julie James is schizophrenic.
0: It's crazy. Wait, I was going to bring that up. Okay, well, alright. I think that, uh, should that bring us into our second half of the show?
1: Mm. Let it, because I have a lot more to say about that crazy movie.
0: Alright, so why don't you tell us what that one's about? <laughs>
1: Okay, so the ending of I Know What You Did Last Summer finds Julie p- perkier, going into the shower of her, you know, dorm. And uh, she goes in there and the killer comes, shatters through the glass. You're like, he got her, gal. But then we-, <laughs> we cut to a year later where we find out that Julie is just traumatized. And she keeps having visions, hallucinations, and nightmares about Ben Willis and his fisherman's slicker. So Julie a year later, is still in college in July. First of all, that's the first problem I have with this movie. <laughs> um, she <laughs> That's hilarious, actually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, you other know, summer school. You in college. Know.
1: At the yeah, community college. Um, oh my god. <laughs> so, um, she and Ray have a long distance relationship that doesn't seem to be working out. Um, Julie has found new friends in Carla played. I-, I love Brandy as Carla. Brandy, oh, 90s R&B right.
0: star. Yes, and I think that they really. Um, I I don't know if they were like, wow, we really made a character that everybody loved with Helen. We got to give her another best friend that's that is equally loved. Oh yeah, totally. And, and Brandy brings it and is, yeah, no. And I think yeah, Brandy is Carla Wilson is
1: great. And there's a Carla Wilson's boyfriend Tyrell played by Mackay Pfeiffer who I also love. Um, and yes. then random nice guy Will, Will Benson.
0: Will Benson. Who
1: seems to be crushing on Julie. Um, Julie, again, is constantly hallucinating and having nightmares from her trauma. But a... S- <laughs> uh, <what? laughs>
0: constantly hallucinating. You're right. She, she, the is, whole first 20 her-
1: minutes of the movie is her freaking out over her she's ha- yeah, imagination. yeah, like, my
0: God, this girl, help her, please.
1: Right. So she's obviously having trauma. So, But a silver lining comes in the form of a radio station contest won by Carla the prize of vacay in the Bahamas. Um, also, the
0: radio station called the them. radio station like, called happen? you. First
1: of all, red flag, scam, <laughs> spam. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, uh, But the, the um, she won because she guessed the capital of Brazil and she won because she guessed the capital of Brazil is
0: Rio, which is not the capital of Brazil. Bitch.
1: <laughs> red flag number two.
0: Um, yeah, but they don't know. They were really, like, whatever, <laughs> sure. And, and whoever, you know, not to, not to give it away yet, because we'll get there in a second, but, like, the killers had this, pl- this like, plot that they used to, like, get <laughs> them where they need. They're like, okay, I'm going to be a radio host. And, you know, these girls are going to guess the correct capital of Brazil. and they're they smart guess girls. Wrong. <laughs> yes, but then they guess completely wrong. And he's just sort of like, okay, sure, they're probably stupid enough to believe me. So I will say yes. Like, sure. And yeah, sure. Yes. Rio de Janeiro is the capital of Brazil. So (laughs) stupid. And not
1: only that, but the capital of Brazil is Brasilia.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Which we do learn later in the movie that that Uh, they're like, oh, uh, oh, really? really, Yeah. (laughs) Julie invites
1: Ray. But he declines. He's frustrated that Julie would rather enjoy a beautiful tropical getaway instead of going back to fucking Southport, North Carolina, (laughs) where her friends were just killed a year before. (laughs) You don't want to come back to the town you grew up in where all your friends just died in front of you. But you (laughs) want to go to the Bahamas.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with her?
1: She's tripping. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Julie, Carla... Ty, and Will... Oh, wait, 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 before we they go to the Bahamas, in Southport, Ray is attacked after his friend is murdered by Ben Willis, back for revenge. Dun, dun,
0: dun! Okay, but... Yeah. Which, again, okay, can we talk about that moment? <laughs> okay.
1: That, <laughs> ridiculous.
0: <laughs> that, okay, I think we've established that Ben Willis loves a trap. Like, that's, like, oh, one yeah. of the things like, he's like a trickster... Yes, yeah, like, it's it's sort of the same moment that he pulls with Helen in the first movie, where, like, there's a broken down something, and they must stop, and then when they stop, I'm going to go in and, and get them. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and so they're, like, trying to establish continuity in Ben Willis's character. Like, he's really good. But, like, how he thought of this scheme, how this would work, because, because Julian Ray... Sort of br- not sort of break up, yeah. but he's like, I'm planning on marrying her. So his friends like, let's let, you want let's you're still gonna go on this Bahamas trip, but let's not tell her,
1: surprise her.
0: We're gonna surprise. her Clearly, the fishermen did. in yep.
1: Southport make millions of dollars,
0: right? And like like she doesn't need to like tell the airport like the name on the ticket or something. Like just show up <laughs> and you'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we went a and trip and so they no, gave us little coupons right. to
1: go to Bahamas. Which such a good Right, and so,
0: no, yeah, so nobody knows that Ray is coming. So, how does Ben Willis know to set up this, you know, this elaborate stunt in the middle of the street, in the middle of nowhere, for Ray to find so he may kill his friend and then thus exposing himself as to being a threat again to Ray? Right, like, it's, it's just ridiculous. So Keep so going.
1: Julie, Carla, and Ty arrive, and oh wait, sorry, Julie, Carla, Ty, and Will arrive in the Bahamas, only to find out tourist season is over and it's tropical storm season. <laughs> 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 the hurricanes are coming, bitch! They're over there like the Bahamas in oh July. Like God. they're so stupid, they don't even know the they don't know the capital of Brazil, and they don't know the weather in July for Literally. the By fucking. And
0: you know what, Bahamas, Ben Willis. Ben Willis did his research, bitch. He pulled out that Almanac and said, This is the bad season yeah, of Bahama. And then he's like, if these kids in the ch- sequel
1: are anything like the kids from the first one, they're gonna be dumb as <laughs> fuck.
0: So I'm gonna dupe them. I'm gonna dupe their asses and I'm gonna tell get them to Bahamas and then trap them there with a storm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so everyone in this hotel is a fucking asshole. The the the, the, <laughs> yeah. the front desk guy is an asshole, the bartender's an asshole, and Oh
0: my <laughs> yeah, oh my god, yeah desk guy from Reanimator. I'm
1: um, and the Jennifer Esposito as uh Nancy, the fucking rude ass bartender, with
0: right. Which I love how in the script they were like, looks exactly like Jennifer Esposito. So they probably were like, well, let's just, just cast uh, Jennifer let's just Esposito. Just ask her she'll do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's probably like, yeah,
1: sure. She's like, sure. Uh, how many days that? Sure, be on I'll set? take a break oh, too. Yeah, I'll do it.
0: Yeah, she's like, I can do this in between uh this and uh Dracula 2000. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
1: Which by far is a superior film. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) Um, So everyone in the hotel is an asshole, Um, and then there's the local drug dealer Titus, played by Jack Black. Oh my god! And his worst performance of anyone's career.
0: Literally, this is such a cringy ass character. No, but even still, why did this character need to exist for a body count? What was this character's? Also, yeah, what was this character's job? Like this character's job was literally like. He's just the weed guy. I think he was just like a white guy
1: who took on the life of, you know, listened to reggae and loved the Rastafari or whatever. I was like, I'm going to go to the Bahamas instead of Jamaica. I'm going to go to the Bahamas. I'm going to sell weed and I'm going to get dreads and I'm going to embrace the Jamaican culture in the Bahamas.
0: Oh, Jesus. That's what I think he was. Uh, Well, well, it's fucking. It's the most embarrassing performance. It's cringy. Oh, uh, yeah. He's not even credited to be in this movie. And to be honest, if I were him, I would welcome that. I would
1: have them edit me out. I'd be like, how much money do I have to pay you to edit me out? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I never want to see this ever again. So the body
1: count begins with some of the resort workers start to be killed. Um, Titus is killed. You know. Anyway, so Julie realizes that she's no longer hallucinating. But the terror is actually all too real. Um, Oh, again? Yes. It's happening again. So they are all attacked Ray shows up to save the day Ben has made it to the Bahamas the Bellman Estes or what's the name Estes 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 Estes. Um, tries to protect them all with voodoo magic
0: (laughs) oh my god okay let's talk oh my god so hearkening back to horror noir like this is this character yeah. is just a trope. And you know what? T- of, they do a good job with not uh, making
1: Carla and Ty tropes like black caricatures, right? Which, but then they have which I agree. Estes, and he's exactly that. I'm like, is this the same character from yeah, Child's Play like, Candyman? Yes.
0: Right, exactly. It's like it's like that uh the wise, like the wise, the wise man, the wise, the black wise old man black man, man who then does voodoo. Yes, but the, yes, and then the voodoo element, which... What the fuck is... Uh, okay, you watch this movie, and they try to establish that voodoo is a red herring in this movie, but it has absolutely nothing to do with anything. No. And they're like, oh, Well, he maybe said, Ben
1: used voodoo said, to get the words, I still know what you did last summer on the karaoke machine.
0: <laughs> oh, my... God. Well, no, th- that moment... I. I and I've watched this movie probably eight million times. I was obsessed with this movie as a kid. I even made my poor mom watch it with me like as a kid and she's like, What the fuck are you making me yeah, watch these movies? This movie for? sucks. And yeah. <laughs> literally. And um I think watching it last night was the first time I realized, like, oh, I think that karaoke moment is another like symptom of Julie's like really fucked up head. Okay, so it's not real. Like she, I don't know. I mean I I love how it's in red that too. Is,
1: I still know what you did. Last I think, summer.
0: I think that has to be a hallucination. I think amongst all of this happening, she's also going through like a really crazy psychotic. Break <laughs> that they don't, that they right. don't, address. they don't
1: address it. She's clearly net. So
0: he's been trying to protect them with
1: voodoo this whole time. It doesn't work. So the whole element is trashed. Like it gets <laughs> because everybody <laughs> in the resort staff is killed. The maid, the boat, Docker, everybody's killed. Titus and Tyrell die. Um, and even the voodoo priest himself dies and then yeah will benson comes forward and reveals that he's ben willis's son so you get the name now will ben oh, will God. benson
0: that is the, the like we like laughed out loud and i knew it was coming yeah. but like like wow he's like i can't believe they were so just unsettled about this oh yeah they just said our, our audience <laughs> does not deserve um, an intelligent villain. No. We we're, we want one that's just going to try to blatantly put it in their face. Like, get it. Benson. Yeah. Benson. Will Benson. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the hell? Yes.
1: So he was helping his father plan <laughs> this elaborate revenge plan because they're jokesters. Remember, you guys, they're jokesters with a lot of money.
0: Um, right. Literally. So, yeah. Again, they've concocted this entire scheme that's involved with the weather. Right. You, which co- which you come to like, find out yeah. that
1: they're the ones behind the radio station prank. Uh,
0: yeah, which means that they invested money in buying tickets at the hotel. I love how Julie pretends
1: that she knew the whole time. She's like, Carla, this trip is part of the plan. And she's like, how? She's like, Rio is not the capital of Brazil. <laughs> Although, why are you here? If you knew, yeah. I'll, why are you here? If you knew
0: that. You well, no, because she like, yeah, she like goes on the globe. There's, like a globe oh. randomly, and at, at, oh my god, one of my favorite moments of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, she's like after they go and after they have the incident where she almost gets like fucking baked potato in, <laughs> in the in the tan bed <laughs> in the bed. tanning bed in the tanning bed, which is also a ridiculous moment. So there is like a moment. I where, know. I was like, I thought Final Destination
1: know. Three really came with that ridiculous, but no, here it comes, here it is, and I still no, beat last summer.
0: Yeah, right. So like, yeah, like Julie. It goes into a tanning bed, wh- and then Ben Willis comes in while she's in there, and zip ties her into it and turns up the heat all the way. Which, first of all, why does the tanning bed even have that? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's like, you know, see, like, I can
1: put myself at four fifty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I'm yeah. We're gonna give the r- never be in the red zone, but I'm gonna j- just in case you want the well, option. Well, not only that, but she
1: Here's just the thought she saw a dead body in her closet. Why is she tanning?
0: <laughs> again, yeah, again. Oh yes, another moment where Julie is traipsing through the hotel and she sees a hanged dead body in her in her closet. She freaks out. She tells everybody. Everybody comes to look. And again, miraculously, Ben Willis has managed to deep clean this this closet. Not a trace at all. Not of the dead one body.
1: drop of blood, Mama. Again, I like, couldn't I'm find like, that is killer. This an,
0: Literally. And I'm like, again, is this like another like hallucination she's having? I don't know. So the movie ends but because be- Ben
1: accidentally kills Will while trying to kill Ray because they're fighting. And then Julie toughens up and shoots. Uh, ben, I wrote Bill. <laughs> ben shoots Ben dead. So our survivors come out to be Julie, Ray, and then you find out that Carla survived too. And uh, they're all rescued, uh, and Julie and Ray move in together. And the last we see of Julie James is her being pulled under a bed by Ben in their new home. But is it real? I guess we'll never know because we never see these people again.
0: Yeah, and because do you this know what? movie was think shit, think so they're like, that, "Fuck this." I think that Julie is in a padded cell somewhere, just I don't know, banging, banging her head against the wall. wall. <laughs> uh, I mean, my God, she's fucking good. she. She definitely did not handle this as well as Sydney Prescott. No, did, Sydney made it
1: through four movies with her mental health right, and like she full didn't, tag. Not to not to say anything about mental health.
0: Well, no, I don't think she she didn't get she didn't get paranoid until um, Scream Three. So she still had a whole another massacre to go through before she got to yeah, Nef, Julie. Yeah,
1: uh, Neff or Sydney Prescott is definitely a strong woman compared to Julie James.
0: Julie James is fine. She I kind of feel like uh, she
1: goes into it crazy.
0: Yeah, she's kind of crazy. She's kinda her mom so. is,
1: you know, mean. She says she looks like shit.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, her mom is fucking rude. <laughs> I just remembered what you were No, talking. all the
1: characters are um, rude in both movies. I'm like, why is everybody an asshole in these movies?
0: Yeah, ev- everybody's upset. They're just, like, not happy with their no, lives. They're like, I fucking live in North um, Carolina. So. This fucking sucks. Is it. Um. One of my favorite, I think one of my favorite, like, growing up, though, as, like, a young horror fan, like, especially being obsessed with these, like, 90s slasher films, I always thought, like, Carla's chase scene was so epic. <laughs> like, like I thought it was so, oh, like, I wanted to be that, like, I was like, I want to be that girl be horror film. Oh, yeah, yeah, I wanted to be Carla. I wanted, I wanted, I was like, oh, I was obsessed. Like, it starts off with her, like, they're, like, running from Ben Willis in, like, the the attic of this hotel and she her leg falls through the through the the crack and she's stuck and she's almost gonna get it from the killer but she escapes and then she falls through she falls through the ceiling onto the bed and with him and it's so tense, and then she runs yes and then she runs out the door and she jumps onto the to the greenhouse like like they basically tried to give um
1: the Helen shivers chasing 2.0
0: yeah, and I, I think they 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 accomplish it. At that moment when she just when she just falls through the the greenhouse roof, ah. uh, I was like, and that's sort of like the inspiration for my for if you look at our Instagram page ah. and we did our little about me's and we talked about um, what our like our scary movie death was like, it was probably inspired by this movie because I was so obsessed with that moment. She like falls through the, <laughs> through the roof. And I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, and she still survived somehow miraculously. <laughs> well, I think it has then, a lot to do with um, the writing.
1: Like we know she's strong. She can kick box. She can do all this shit. So, you know, yeah, she's going like, you know, to pull through any crazy situation.
0: Right. And she did. And her character, and apparently her character was originally supposed to die, but then they switched it. And they had Jennifer Esposito's character, Nancy, the bartender, die instead. Yeah, good. And No, let, no one likes... Because, because
1: she's really likable in this movie. Uh, you know? And in both is. films, the best friend... Because, okay, think about Scream. Tatum is the best friend. Hallie is the best friend in Scream 2 And you think about those characters, and they're they're second in command. Like they're the fun, carefree character that we mostly relate to, and we want to be them. But in the you know, to an outsider, everybody wants to be Sydney, and you know, the friends are just you know tainted. So the uh, but in this movie, in both movies, Helen and Carla totally wash out Julie James, like.
0: Yeah, because Julie James is fucking crazy. She's like a crazy And that's character. the only
1: dimension she has. Other than that, if you... But see, we're seeing her as crazy, but if she's not crazy and she's just living through trauma, she's a very two-dimensional character. She's not fleshed I out mean, that's in true. either movie. She's just some young girl who used right, to be we, smart right, and now we, she's scared.
0: Right, we don't really see her, like, maybe, like, exploring, like, exploring her trauma. Like, what hurts, like... Like, we don't see her, like, even taking, I don't know, the responsible steps to dealing right. with it. Like, we never get we don't get a scene of her, like, in therapy. Like, is she working on She would on rather herself, scream or in the she, middle
1: of class and get all this attention, I guess.
0: Yeah, like, I guess. Like, like, is she working on these issues? It seems to me like she's just having nightmares and she's trying her best to do this on her no. own. And not really getting the help that she needs. And it doesn't... And she just comes across as just, I don't know... Un- not unlikable, but uh, I don't know why and she's we're not making for this good decisions. Girl. Yeah,
1: she, <laughs> yeah. she, um, I don't know. I mean, you have to like what, what do you always she's, say? Yeah. You have she's, to like get, like get f- rid of the it's a movie, a movie is a movie, or whatever movie's got a movie's got a, mo- a, movie's got got a movie, movie. Yeah. but you know' I, even thinking back, okay, looking back at I know what you did last summer. Helen shivers. we know her estranged relationship with her dad and her sister. we knew what her dreams were. we knew what she did after high school. we knew that it didn't work yeah. out. we knew who she was in love with and all this stuff and Julie I mean like do you really know? do you ever know what her relationship and, was yeah, like, like with what? her yeah two-dimensional mother No.
0: Yeah, like we, yeah, we like kind of get a li- like a slight glimpse of her family. We don't really even. What is she even st- like? Political science. She's in a political and science. And she's failing. Realm, so she it's like,
1: damn girl, what are you good at? And yeah, like she,
0: like yeah, we don't. She's not like. I don't know. She doesn't have many redeemable qualities. No. She just seems like more of like a really frustrating friend. Yeah,
1: she. I feel like she should be the friend character. Um, yeah. Literally, like you know, like she's just like some crazy, you know. Erratic friend, Um, and then also like in the (laughs) sequel, Carla. Again, I think that Carla might have the same amount of screen time, um, if not maybe a little bit more. Um, She's funner. The way Brandy plays her is more effervescent, Uh, and it's like you love this character and you really want her to live. And the other two, you're kind of just like, let's just off with their heads.
0: Yeah, and thank God, you know what? We had somebody to root for and she lives and it plays into Hallelujah. what we were just
1: talking about a few weeks ago where it was like people of color in these movies would survive and brandy as carla totally proves that like she knows how to fight she's smart well she doesn't know the capital of brazil but otherwise she's smart <laughs> she's
0: street, she's street, street smart. smart okay she, she knows yeah. how to survive and she's and tough she does she's t- yeah she's tough and she can survive Falling through a roof, and of Brandy
1: glass. auditioned for this role despite what the character was written for. They described Carla as being a white girl who's in an interracial relationship with a man named Tyrell. So Carla was intended to be white, and Brandy was like, "I'm going to do it anyway." And the producers were like, "Um, that's right. yeah, that's cool. We have that now. We have yeah, that hip hop because... element that the urban crowd likes."
0: Oh my god, I definitely do like yeah like i I do feel like the best person for the role got it like I feel yeah. like that ha- like it's very rare that we see that ju- that sort of justice yeah. but like I think that I think that she plays probably played the role better than most oh, yes you even know? like the little and, subtle and things the like the they
1: role. show her and she's kind of just like dancing like waiting for her ride to show up for the Bahamas
0: <laughs> oh no yeah yeah no she yeah she is the every Good friend, yeah, and,
1: she's um, gorgeous. Mackay Pfeiffer is really cute, and I'm like, they look good, like, they add to that thing that the first movie had where the whole main four characters are all like really nice to look at. Yeah,
0: I mean, I you know, and I maybe that's the biggest detriment of the movie is that the main characters aren't interesting enough to keep the story going. They are about to go on Scream 5, right? Which, like, and not, not to keep comparing this movie to Scream, but can't like, help that it. was you can't help it that was like the that's like literally the inspiration
1: for them to make this put this movie into production
0: so um final thoughts like what do you think what are your final thoughts on the film
1: well my final thoughts on the film that Peter Jackson when he was approached to direct the sequel to (laughs) I Know We Did Last Summer and he said now I think he made the right choice
0: (laughs) yeah no I yes I
1: agree um I also feel like they tried too hard to be Scream and it didn't work with the vision of the director. The sequel sucks. I think they tried to go in that more satirical route uh, and it didn't work yet again. It just didn't work. It just did not work. The only saving grace of either of these movies is Sarah Michelle Geller as Helen Shivers and Brandy as Carla Wilson. Other than that, this
0: movie sucks. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I I agree. I think they are the saving grace of the film. But for some reason, I just I have a soft spot for this film, for both of them. I have to be a honest. soft spot for I know he did uh, last uh, summer, and, I, and I, I yeah, and I'll keep and I'll I'll still watch them. I'll, I'll I'll probably only like reluctantly watch. I still know. I was just like, okay, then there's like a second one. Like if you want to watch that one too, we can, and then we watch and we laugh. Like
1: yeah, yeah. it's like silly. I would rather watch I it's, know he yeah. did last summer and then watch a scary movie. <laughs>
0: yeah that's definitely by the
1: way out of all things that jennifer love hewitt could have hated the one thing she didn't like because she thought it was absurd was when she goes what
0: are you waiting for
1: because some kid that won a local contest or whatever won this some contest that allowed him to come on set and create a moment for the film and that's the one that the kid created which i think is one of the more iconic parts of the movie
0: Wait what that is a crazy Yes so Jennifer
1: Love Hewitt so I was Reading an article that said Jennifer Love Hewitt Thought the most iconic scene in the movie was absurd Because it was made by A kid who won a contest to create a Moment for the film and so She said that when she was shouting it like she Felt a little silly like she thought it was going to be cut Out and it ends up being like one Of the most famous parts of the Movie
0: yeah and and they even Tried to bring that to the second one Where she's like where she does the same Thing where it's like so they like recreated that moment. So I so mean, it's an iconic moment. And that kid. Hell, what the hell do you know that Jennifer kid deserves Loewe. an award?
1: And she <laughs> deserves exactly what her performance is in this movie Garbage ah, Mama.
0: I no, I think Jennifer Love knows. she's so good. good. I like her yeah. screams. Her care. Yeah, I think she's a great scream. I do think she's a good actress. You know, no, but she you is. Know, you can't help the material. You can't exactly. help the material. You're the, ki- she
1: tried. I think she tried her best given the materials she was given. But. Um,
0: but it. And do you know what? And then the second one was a good way for her to promote her music. Ah, okay. Thank oh God. How do Me I do? I was like,
1: why isn't Brandy singing?
0: Oh, I know. Let's literally we are like, okay, well, so when's Brandy's yeah. song?
1: <laughs> they turned it basically into a music video. It was horrible.
0: I was like, I was like, oh, here she goes. Here goes Jennifer Love Hewitt singing, "I Will Survive." Yeah, I'm like,
1: and, and not great, might I add. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey maybe julie's not a great singer okay but jay J, yeah. Lo. oh shit <laughs> well you know Freudian's gl- lip gl- okay
1: <laughs> so to finish off our wonderful i know what you did last summer episode i have a question what is your favorite scene from this franchise
0: oh i mean obviously it's helen's helen's death scene i think it's Oh, it's exhilarating! I think you know you're rooting for her, and I think it's a really great moment for Sarah Michelle Gellar to show some range because she, you know, we know her as Buffy, the yeah. strong, kick-ass, you know, girl, um, and now we get to see her be a, a bit of a victim where she gets to run from the killer, and um, her her asshole sister gets what she deserves, <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, she fights until the very end, and. When you she almost makes it and she turns around and he's right there and even the music is like sorrowful. It's like no. it's like climactic like, and like super
1: like yeah dun, dun, dun. yeah
0: yeah. And so um, yes, Helen Shivers. Helen Shivers. So yeah, my funny. what's your my what's favorite
1: yours? is also a Helen Shivers moment, but it's actually when she wakes up with her crown on after she's already put it on her vanity and she wakes up with her crown on and her hair is just chopped to smithereens and she looks in the mirror and it says soon and like bright red pinkish lipstick and she's like no and she just slams her fist against the mirror
0: yeah she smashes the mirror because I think it speaks
1: volumes to her what her character is going through this entire time like this beauty queen who feels like that was her peak and it was, that was yeah. her peak
0: and 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 you know she, her and her and julie have some cute dialogue in the beginning where they're talking about their hair and she's like that's the that's the, the key to success is the do is yeah, the hair beautiful that, which is hair yes which is foreshadowing which is a different color for, than her
1: ponytail and i i love the idea of this old man coming into her room and just chopping up her hair with some scissors or his hook she, 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 she doesn't wake up and then she get, he's like hmm what? he writes soon yeah, with the lipstick and then fair. he goes and he looks around the room and he's like ah her Miss Croaker Queen crown and he pulls <laughs> off the vanity Ooh. and just chops it on her head
0: <laughs> alright well I mean I think we've said our yeah, piece I think, I think this
1: movie has been torn as smithereens
0: oh yeah it sure has but do you know what it'll always hold a special place in my heart I guess we will see you next week Sweet screams, bitch.